Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And we coming from our basement to your headphones. Barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown. Thank you for downloading the Podcastianos. Now here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome back to another episode, the Christmas edition of the Podcastianos. I am Jordan Hall, and I'm joined as always by the man in the bright red suit, Mr. Eric Wayne. Eric, what's going on? Ho, ho, ho. I'm here to bring gifts of banter, I guess. I don't know, Jordan. I'm a little scared. I haven't done this in a while. It's kind of rusty. I think it comes back like riding a bike. Yeah. When you've fallen off a bike as many times as I have, that's not comforting. I think that would surprise nobody. Um, (laughs) Is your house looking all holly and or jolly? Oh, yeah. We've decked the halls. I got trees. You know, I'm kind of a curmudgeon about outside decorations but i this past weekend i unprompted which is a key uh went out and actually uh put some christmas lights up and did a little decorating because i'm a good husband i'm impressed was this to like uh make up for something you've done wrong well maybe i'm proactively so maybe i can you know earn a little screw up now yeah, that's a good call. That's cool. We absolutely do not put up outdoor decorations here because I feel like that just invites people in, and that's the last thing that we yeah, want. You, yeah, you don't want you don't want people happy and joyous around your house. <laughs> um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On the Twitter, I am at Jordan Hall twenty three. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And don't forget on the Instagram, I am at Jordino four. I'll spell it for all you Americans: J O R D I N H O. And the number four. Is your Instagram game still strong? Oh, it's it's still fire emoji. Don't don't even worry about that. Ow, I'm not. I'm Blaine Hardy, and you're listening to the podcast, Giannos. Eric, let's not bury the lead. Uh, Gerald Laird was named manager of the Connecticut yes! Tigers. What are your thoughts? G Money. I love G Money. Um, I he's such he's such a gumpy looking dude, but then he's like like tough guy and picking fights and he's uh, i don't know the whole thing's crazy with g money who do you think was wasn't it g money who uh thought he was faster than avila and like pinch ran for him one time i think or am i thinking of somebody else No, that would make sense i mean they were they were behind the dish at the same time but he's kind of a i don't know stocky is that fair i think that's i think that's fair <laughs> the the picture did you see the the release from the from the tigers of yeah. i think it's his his plane picture just take a new one gerald it looks like it's a, those. it's like the first time he's ever seen a camera in life it looks like one of those post-civil war pictures <laughs> where the guy is just mesmerized by the process and looks a little you know, overwhelmed by technology or like, something. Are we sure it that this like isn't going to shrink me or something? Yeah. Right. Come on, Gerald. I was, I was, Try. Really, I was really surprised that Rod wasn't named as his hitting coach, helping out old G money. <laughs> oh, G money. I hate good for him. Good for the rookies getting exposed to Gerald Laird. Nothing can shape a career like a Laird. I'm actually kind of hoping that this like is a jumping off point for his career. 
you know, G, G monies. I would in ten years get him on the Tigers bench. I'm I'm cool with that. Doesn't he have the um the face of a Tampa Bay Rays manager, like or a Florida manager, like you know, one of the middle guys that they bring in because they're too cheap to afford like a real manager. Yeah, that uh, that that makes sense. Um, but on the reels, <laughs> the last time we spoke, things appeared to be in a transition. It was right after the infamous Alavila salary dumping presser. Um, and we're all about to lose all the big stars we know and love. Eric, we're about two months on from that. How are we feeling about the old rebuild? Uh, you know what they say? No news is good news. I suppose if you want a winning baseball team, I mean, right now. So they haven't sold anybody off except for... Cameron Mabin, Mm -hmm. which signals to me, signaled to me that, oh, here comes the sell off. We're going to dump, dump, dump. But there's no been no, uh, you know, forthcoming dumping. Where's the dumping? Yeah, it makes me wonder, like, what's happening right now? Yes. Where's the what's the plan? If you're going forward or you're going backward, this is the time to be moving one of those directions. We can't really be as inactive as it looks like we are, right? Like, there's something has to be going on behind the scenes. I guess. Well, I don't know if we want to talk about this now or later, but there has been another significant development since that Avila press conference, and that is, and before the winter meetings, and that was the agreement to the new collective bargaining agreement. Why don't, right? why don't we get into that now? Go ahead. Okay. So um, there, I'm going to say there's two major breaking things out of the collective bargaining agreement. One is that they did not raise significantly. They did raise it, but not as much as I think the Tigers hope. They did not raise the luxury tax threshold. And the big spending teams, this new agreement is going to be more punitive to them. So that has some effects. And also, you can't dress up rookies like women. Uh, So those are the two big things. Those are the two. (laughs) But the first thing, so with the luxury tax, it it kills the Tigers twice because, one, their ceiling isn't going up as much as they would hope. So they're going to have to pay some more tax because they have these big contracts. And the second effect is that it, it limits or suppresses the other team's spending. So they're going to be less likely to buy the Tigers veterans and it makes their prospects more valuable in relation to the big contracts that the Tigers have. So it's, it's kind of a triple whammy for the Tigers. So you're saying it's almost like we shouldn't have paid these guys way too much money to keep them on the books for the next couple of years. (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Now, the, if if you are if money is no object, I am always in favor of spending more as opposed to spending less. But if there is a fixed cap, if you have to think about the economics of opportunity costs, right? Mm-hmm. If I wasn't paying um, if I wasn't paying Justin Verlander twenty eight million dollars a year, how else could I spend that money? Having Justin Verlander is always better than not, but if the the, if the money has a hard cap, then you have to look at opportunity cost, right? Yep. I think I think that kind of leads into an is- interesting question. Um, you talked about how in the past money has not been an object, and all of a sudden now it kind of seems like it is. Mm-hmm. Um, nobody. I feel like the the media doesn't really have much of a clue. Who is calling the shots at this point? Does it make you a little bit nervous that, I mean, it doesn't appear that there's a clear plan or a clear plan maker? Right. Okay, so we have three main players, and they all maybe have slightly different motivations, right? You have Mike Illich. You have Chris Illich, which is kind of shorthand for the greater Illich family or, you know, the business realm of the younger Illiches. And you have Al Avila, right? Right. So they all want to win, but their kind of sub-motivations are all a little bit different, right? Mm -hmm. So who's ultimately in charge and calling the shots? And people have wondered about this about the Tigers for some time now, right? I don't. I don't know if I'd go as far as say some time now. Since, I, I mean, back at the Justin Upton signing, it seemed pretty clear who was calling the shots. I, I thought. 
Right. And that it was Big Mike. Big Mike. Right. So Big Mike's motivations, as I see them, are, well, besides staying alive. Uh, And that's not a given. I mean, he's the guy's fairly old. Um, So he wants to, one, win. Mm -hmm. Two, uh, money is less important to him, right? He's going to spend some more money. He's he has money. He can't take it with him. Can't trying to beat the shot clock. He's trying to beat the shot clock. And three, I think he's also trying to um, uh, serve his legacy, right? Yeah. He wants to be loved and play that big-time sports owner who puts him over the top, right? Um, Chris Illich and the rest of the Illich family, they also want to win. But they need to make money long-term. And they need to do that through sustained excellence, of their team. They want people downtown and they want Tigers drawing 3 million people again in a way that's efficient. Now, Al Avila, he number one wants to be a good GM, Mm -hmm. right? So in order to be considered a good GM, you have to win ideally, but you also have to be smart or at least be perceived as smart. So you have to get good players while saving money. And that's not necessarily the same motivation that drives Mike, right? Mike wants to just win. He doesn't care about being particularly smart. Mm -hmm. And he hasn't been. If you just look at Mike Illich, GM, he's been lousy. Um, So there's kind of these intermingling uh, motivations, right? Yeah. I I go back and forth on it because – I want to trust that there's a process. You know what I mean? Like you talk about the the 76ers and there was always this is what we're going to do. It's going to suck for a while and eventually <laughs> right. we're going to have, you know, 12 big men that we can dominate the league with. Obviously, right. you know, mixed results. I want to trust that there's a plan. Um and I want to trust those executing it. But I feel like it's just not um I don't know that I can trust any of them, that any of them are are particularly uh, on the ball enough to get us rolling in that right direction, even though I feel like the rebuild kind of has – and not the full rebuild. The the partial rebuild slash reload kind of has uh, fan support, maybe not sweeping fan support. I would say that. But some, yeah. yeah. I I think fans are are, are, – I think fans are World Series victory driven enough – Mm-hmm. Where they're prepared to suck for a couple of years to really have that sustained excellence, have that excellent team. Now, uh, I think fans are too dismissive of making the playoffs because making the playoffs is what you have to do in, if you're going to win a World Series, right? So people were poo pooing the Tigers when they won the Central four years straight. And I was like, no, that's pretty good. That's where you want to be. Um, and I think this this team, um, if you don't sell it all off, still has a decent chance to make the playoffs. I so I'd agree with that. I also thought that the team had a decent chance of, to make the playoffs coming into last year, and we were found out kind of in a serious way. And I don't. But we almost ap- did. Apart we from apart from the three the three kids, I don't see us being any better this year. Un- unfortunately, I mean, as things stand on whatever, December 13th. Right. I mean, you'd have to hope some guys rebound. Um, Mm -hmm. You'd have to hope the Indians take a step, a little step back. And the rest of the AL Central, which you put in your your notes here, is less good. Mm -hmm. Sale's gone. Uh, Eaton's gone. Thank goodness for that, by the way. Yeah, big time. Um, So the Tigers, I mean, if they were to play the let's try to be good route, is a viable route yet. Do you think that's a little bit short, short-sighted, though? I mean... Yeah, of course it is. The, I, and I think that that's... In, it's, it brings up the motivation thing, because going after the division hard this year is going to be really attractive to Avila and to Osmus, because they're looking for a little bit of security, something to, to cling on to. Um, I just... Right. I worry that holding on to the guys one more year, losing your window on JD... Um, I think that that might irreparably damage the yep. chance to um, do the sell-off and 
and really get those upper echelon guys that help right. us be not we don't have to be the become the cubs or the indians to win the world series but you need a few of those addison russells chris bryants if you're gonna yeah. gonna do it well it's if the what i just what i just described the be good is one end of the spectrum and then what you were saying the 76ers approach on the other end of the spectrum dump 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 no matter what it takes be bad kind of on purpose because you'll get better picks and a lot more flexibility you trade anything that isn't nailed to the wall for a prospect if you know but it doesn't seem like Avila is quite ready there either. The language that he uses is uh, kind of the middle, mm -hmm. and that is the be smart, make good deals, get good value, right? He's not going to sell somebody just for the sake of selling. He feels like he needs to make a good deal. And, and I don't but, have an issue with that. I just feel yeah. like that is a bit of the Jeff Fisher mentality that might lead us to be <laughs> really, really okay for the foreseeable future, which yeah. – there's there's nothing wrong with that. Just yep. we've we've been so good. It would hurt to be so okay. I think. I, right. I have written. Yeah, you're gonna be mediocre. Um, and I would like to see them go in one of the two directions. But Avila's language, he said something like. Uh, you know, this isn't an exact science. We have to be open minded to anything. You know. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds it, like he's trying to be opportunistic and no opportunities yes. are coming his way. Right. And I think the collective bargaining agreement um, it has an effect on that, too. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's something that I feel like he could have seen coming a little bit, but probably not to this extent. Right. So I have a question for you to kind of do a thought experiment on this. Okay. If you could trade Miguel Cabrera right now for nothing, nothing. You don't have to pay any of his salary, but you also are going to get nobody in return. Literally a bag of balls trade. Would you do that? I don't think you would do that. No, I don't. I don't think the salary dump is so necessary that you need to, I mean, get nothing for him and piss off. Let's, let's be honest, a hundred percent of Tigers fans. I don't, I don't think that it's that pressing that we need to do that. Now well, think, now think of all the money you'd free up. Yeah, but who the in the current climate, who are we going to go sign? We could sign Edwin Encarnacion for ninety percent of that money, and then have ten percent left over for a, in yeah. my opinion, significantly worse player. I mean, I don't know if you were to get some Alex Bregman and a bag of balls back, then yeah. I'm interested. I, I think we either right. you or you and I or someone else had this conversation on Twitter. Um, but no, to get nothing, I'm not. I'm not ready to go there. I don't. I don't think Avila would be either. I'm agreeing with you, but what team out there is going to give you a good prospect and eat all the salary for a guy like Miguel, for Victor, for Justin, these big contracts? I, think, I don't think – I think Verlander is a different different story. I think somebody, Yeah, there's some value there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Miggy, I think it would take us eating a healthy amount, um, but I, I do think a team like, like uh, Houston might be interested. There was yeah. – before, you know, there was reports of them going hard after Encarnacion. I feel like they're in the same vein. Miggy, obviously, better. But, um, no, you're absolutely right about Victor. I mean, he, he is locked. And I cannot see, you know, there's been reports coming out all winter that says he could be on the move. And I keep thinking, oh, yeah, sure. Would you trade Would you trade Victor for nothing? Yes, that I would do. Okay. All right. just, just because yeah. I think we'd be better off giving somebody else a try. I mean... I don't. I don't have the stats in front of me. Victor's WAR couldn't have been very much above replacement level last year. I, I wouldn't oh, think. No way. It's way above replacement level. Let's look. Yeah. I'll look it up. Talk about something else while I look. <laughs> okay. So uh, next place I wanted to go. What have we learned so far this off season? I have one. I'm gonna just throw it out there. Um, going back to the Maven deal, I don't think that Avila is going to be afraid to pull a tough trigger. Um, he had to know that dealing Maben for somebody that made us all Google his name wasn't going to be very popular with either right. us or with, with Big Mike. Um, and I think it's interesting that he's willing to um, essentially stand up to, to everyone. I kind of didn't know that he had that in him. And obviously this is a small deal. It's not a, not a huge deal. We probably weren't going to get 
half the production that Maven gave us this year, next year. Right. Um, but still, it was it was surprising. And, you know, we, we talk so much about the Royals, how they built this you know, amazing bullpen with all these guys that throw so hard. You know, you got to take some chances if you want to get the, the big arms like that. And, you know, who knows that's, if... Go ahead. That's very generous of you for this Elcantara guy. Very I, generous. I know very little about him. I just, I just, I read a scouting report said upper 90s with, with tilt. I, li- yeah. I like that, you know. Not but he has I've produced him, but... zero good statistics in the minors, and he's not been in the minors for a small period of time. A lot, his stats are kind of straight trash. Have you considered the effect of him watching Miguel Cabrera take batting practice? <laughs> it's like this magical balm of Gilead. Yes, gather around. <laughs> Watch and learn at the feet of the master. You'll be better. Um, anything that you've learned so far this off season? I don't. I I, I think uh, Avila when he said it a few times, and we've kind of rolled our eyes, but uh, he said this might take a couple years. He's trying to play or position himself for the long game. I mean, he's not in a hurry, right? So yeah. it's been two months. He's he's gotten rid of Mabin. That's one thing. I think there might be some more opportunities at the trade deadline. All of a sudden, all of a sudden pockets start to loosen up a little bit, you know, when you're in sniffing distance. Yeah, that's very true. I just, I know this might sound controversial, but I just wish, I wish that it were Dombrowski still at the helm. I feel like, and not that, not that this task is necessarily his ball of wax because it's literally the opposite of his MO, but I don't know. He just, he developed a trust level that was so high with, with all of us that, it yeah. would be nice to have him there. Um, I have one more thing. The reports were all um, our asking prices were too high. You know, we're, we're wanting yep. too much in yep. return. In a way, it's kind of a good thing. Like Avila's not out to get ripped off. But in another way, like we haven't actually gotten anything done either. If if he's out to move us in a direction, um, you know, maybe I, I don't know. I'm not saying I want him to lower asking prices. Just it's it's something to think about that maybe maybe he's that guy in the fantasy league that wants, you know, your first round pick <laughs> for his his kicker. And that's right. that's not hashtag ideal. Yeah, uh, I, I think he's just uh, he wants to extract value from these other teams. It's it's got at some point it's got to be more than dump dump dump. You got to get something back, I suppose. I guess that's the the thing. But uh, to me, you'd have to get get a lot in return for your value valuable pieces like Kinsler and JD and dump 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 on some of these other guys. You know. Yeah, that's the thing with with those two guys. You have two big chances to essentially set yeah. the course of your team going forward, and he can't miss on those deals. So I guess I, I respect yeah. him holding off, and we might even see, like you said, those go into the deadline. Um, all right, let's wrap up the. T- oh, go ahead. Oh yeah. By the way, uh, Victor. 1.6 war last year. Okay. I'm going to I'm going to take that as a win. That's What? That's close to 0, which is replacement level. Wow. Okay, fine. I... Okay. F- <laughs> well, in 2015 he was negative 1.6 war. That's and negative. in 14 he was 5.4. Yeah, so, 5 is better. Um okay, so big Big winter meetings for two of the other teams in the um, in the division. White Sox move Sale and Eaton for mm-hmm. an incredible group of prospects that you just know they're going to completely ruin. Um, whose career are you more disappointed for, Mancata's or Giolito's? I don't know these guys at all. The answer is Mancata because he was going to be in an ab- an absolutely incredible baseball player, and now. He's going to be Tyler Saladino. Um, And then Wade Davis goes to Chicago for Jorge Soler. I've always kind of liked Soler. It'll be interesting to see what he can do in in Casey. He doesn't feel like a typical Casey player, I don't think. Who did Casey move for him? Oh, uh, Wade Davis. Davis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw a tweet from somebody fairly respectable who said Adam Eaton is one of the best 15 players in baseball. Hmm. You buy that? I don't know. I was like, I don't know about wow, fifteen. But... I, I do think he's very, very underrated. I mean, he. Yeah. When I think of leadoff hitter, that is exactly what I think of. I don't think of Mike Trout with all the power. You know, I don't think 
well, maybe Billy Hamilton with all the speed, but he's just such an on-pace machine. I, I, I think he's really good. I'm very, very glad to not face him 97 times this coming year. I saw that tweet and I was like, hmm, that's crap. Well, maybe. <laughs> you know, it was kind of like, oh, you're stupid. Well, maybe. maybe. I don't know. Maybe 50. I'm not, I'm not going, what would you say, 15? 15, yeah, yeah. I'm not going that high, but he's, he's very good. He's good. He's um, good. Let's – one more thing before we wrap up the Tiger Talk. We added an arm in addition to our boy Alcantara. Um, that's AJ Actor. You pumped? Uh, isn't he a Michigan guy? Uh, I think he's uh, – MSU maybe? Possibly. I know he's from like north – what would that be? North central Ohio, like kind of the Toledo area. Oh, I um, see. But I don't know where he went to school. What's his name? Actor? Archer? Actor, like A C H T E R. Um, I have some numbers for you. Are you ready? <laughs> yeah, I'm strapped in. Three point one one ERA um, in thirty seven point uh, in two third innings. Twenty seven twenty seven appearances for the Angels last year. Okay, the, these are the telling numbers though. Fourteen Ks, twelve walks. Ooh. Um, <laughs> okay. According. Okay. According to my my internet source, um, he throws a low 90s fastball roughly 40% of the time and a changeup that he kind of uses as, as his out pitch 38% of the time, which that's that's a very high amount of uh, percentage to throw your changeup. Um, you know, at this stage, is any bullpen arm a bad bullpen arm? You just like try for volume yeah. and see once what what rises to the top, I suppose. Yeah, I'm not going down the Bobby Parnell road again. We've we've been there, <laughs> <laughs> but he's, he's an option. Um, Weren't you big on Harrell for a while? Didn't we get Harrell? I, I remain big on Lucas Harrell. Yes, we got him again. He's back. I'm pretty sure in that like 15 guys or whatever that minor leagues minor leaguers decide. I thought I saw Harold well, in there. That would be tremendous news. I'm I've been I watched him warm up in the bullpen in I think it was in Bradenton, and I said to myself, this dude can pitch, and he you know he went out there. He had a, a decent year for the Braves and the Texas uh, Texas Rangers. Mark it down, Cy Young. Um, also, Omar Infante back in town. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that was part of the. Oh, he, he was part of the dump that I saw with uh, Infante. Yeah. yeah, let's go. Bring it, Daniel back. Stump. He was the, the rule. The oh, rule he was the rule pick. five guy. Uh, Mollikin's back. Logan Kensing's back. Jeff Farrell. Well, maybe that's who his name I saw. Jeff oh. Farrell, not Harold. Farrell. Breaking my heart. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. I'll probably live. Uh, Ruben, uh, name I can't pronounce, Alanis, Endries, Briseño, Gustavo Nunez, more guys who seem to be of some sort of Latin origin. I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm not very good at pronouncing. So it'll be another couple months before we record another one. Any other Tiger stock, or you want to just move into the Christmas aspect of this year's show? Oh, man. Uh, are you going to miss, uh, you know, dressing dudes up as bikinis and bikinis and Hooters girls for the hazing thing? I think it's an interesting debate because you have like, hey, don't bully. But then you also on the other side, you have like being a woman isn't, you know, demeaning or anything. So you got these two, you know, like, hey, you should do this forces fighting each other. I think it's interesting. Well, they can still dress them up, but just don't do something that's like crazy embarrassing or stupid like i saw some that's what you should do you should give all of them where it looks like the old man is taking a poop like on the top of your head what (laughs) what are you talking about when i played uh in college there was the the big thing was to give everyone the um you you shave into their head it looks like a dude is taking like on the top is taking a poop and then the poop goes down like the back of your head Wow, this I'm, is news to me. I'm this is fascinating. You could Google that. Okay, I'll look up poop haircut old man or something. Well, no, what? No, I'm not going to do that. No, <laughs> only good results could come back from that search. <laughs> I, I I think it was a good rule that they changed it. There's plenty of creative and fun ways to have fun with guys that isn't like crazy over the top. Make them dress up like animals. silly. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. You can do things to welcome guys that isn't you know, thongs and bra tops or something like that. That's a little ridiculous. So that's my take. Hot take. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. All right, let's move on to your power rankings. Yes, okay. So power rankings... Uh, are because we're in the Christmas season, Christmas carols, Christmas carols. Now I'm going to tell you that these are not Christmas songs. So we're not doing grandma got run over by the reindeer or silver, you know, silver bells, or it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. These are, if you're in a place of worship, Okay. Christian worship for like Christmas time. These are going to what you what you're going to be uh, hearing, or if you're like watching a Christmas movie and they get to kind of the the tender, you know, the soul touching <laughs> part. These are the songs that you're going to hear. Okay. Okay. It's it's very good that you you separate those because there's very yeah. there's two definite classes of of Christmas music. I have them down as Christmas hymns and Christmas songs. Yeah. So we're doing we're doing yeah. more or less hymns. These are hymns. This is not I want a hop hippopotamus for Christmas. All Which right. is that's fine. That's a that's a legitimate ask for Christmas. Um <laughs> also with the two front teeth, that's very ridiculous. popular choice. Just, just wait. Just wait. <laughs> You'll get them. Gosh. Impatient Gosh. youths. Millennials. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> I was going to say, millennials and their desire for teeth are ruining everything. Now, where do you come down on the traditional or like the modern versions of actually both the the old, like the hymns and the regular songs? Okay. I, I think the power rankings are going to give you a oh, okay. Sorry. I don't, I don't want to. No, it's, I don't want to jump the gun by all means. I, so I don't know what your definition, but we'll go through these and then we'll, we'll evaluate your question when we're done. How about that? That sounds awesome. Okay. So we have no choices. We have the, the Christmas hymns, top seven and bottom three. Starting at number seven is Good Christian Friends Rejoice. <laughs> Good Christian Friends Rejoice with, with, uh, Let's see. How's it go? With heart and soul and voice. This is a peppy tune. You can't sing it slow. It's kind of peppy, you know. And I got to tell you uh, this. The second line goes, uh, where is it here? Okay. Good Christian friends rejoice with heart and soul and voice. Give you heed to what we say. Um, Jesus Christ is born today. Ox and ass before him bow. Okay. Now, when I was a kid... In Sunday school, and you got to sing this. Uh, it goes something like this. Do you know how, like, when they sing the Michigan State fight song, um, then they go, see your team is weakening, and all the, the, the students go, weak. <laughs> you ever hear this on the broadcast? Mm, I don't okay. watch a ton of All these Michigan football, State but... fans are going to know this. Like, see your team is weakening. They go, weak, and all they, they all yell like that. So when I was in Sunday school, <laughs> when we got to ox and ass before him bow, you know, we were like, ass. <laughs> we're going to have to mark the explicit tag on this podcast. I think we can get away with ass, can't we? Yeah. No, I was completely kidding. <laughs> <laughs> So good Christian friends rejoice. That's number seven. It's peppy, but not a lot of depth. There. I've legitimately never heard of that. Good Christian friends rejoice with heart and soul and voice. No, that's it's beautiful. Okay, all right. Number six. Lo, how a rose air blooming. Have you heard this song? No, no. Am I gonna have to sing every song here? Two out of two. Oh, how a rose air blooming from tender stem hath sprung. That's that's bad. I've I've never actually. You're surprisingly a better singer than I would have imagined. Oh well, thanks. I guess. Uh, so this <laughs> is an old. Now. This is an old song, um, 15th century. 
German, and you get to start with low, so that's cool. Um, just kind of rich imagery. It's you know, it's kind of a classic Christmas song. Low Hollow Rose are blooming. It's pretty good. It's like it's good for number six. We got a long ways to go yet. But. Yeah, we do. All right. Number five. Speaking of old songs, this one is is probably the oldest in the group, and for that it is is good. And that is Of the Father's Love Begotten. Are you familiar with this song? Nope. This is the most beautiful tune that you can find for a Christmas song. Of the Father's Love Begotten. This is a fourth century text. No, yeah, fourth century text, twelfth century tune. Um, it's really good, and uh, I'm not going to sing it for you. I, I, I can't sing all these, but it's really, it's really good. Of the Father's Love Begotten, so it's old, it's awesome. It's very Christmassy. Nice. Okay. Now, I promise from here on out, you'll have here, heard of all of these. Okay. I guess I was dipping into the more obscure ones. <laughs> that's, why they're, okay. that's why they're higher in the rankings. Yeah, but Of the, love, uh, of the Father's Love Begotten is, is amazing. Just I don't know. Spotify it. I'll, what do you have to I'll do? Just, I'll Google that. I think yeah, that's what I the guess. kids are doing. Nobody, nobody's knowing these. I guess except for me. Sorry. Okay. Uh, now we're going to get to the more popular ones. Now we have number four, "Angels We Have Heard on High." Do you know this one? Yes, I do. Angels we have heard on high, sweetly singing through the night. Yes. Yeah, okay. All right. The verses of which I just quoted is basically uh the crust or you know to get to the toppings that are the gloria oh, of the I, chorus I hate that part like that's I mean, that's the frosting come on no i can't i can't stand it. it's just so long yeah i mean you gotta take a deep breath it's a man's game <laughs> come on <laughs> you know take that breath glow you know you gotta go nuts a little bit that's that sounds like christmas you know when they're belting out that gloria you're just like you put your hand over your heart and you salute the tree i mean you know christmas tree it just feels like christmas i like that part right. number three hark the herald angels sing now you gotta tell me this is a good christmas song oh yeah i actually right. made this made a list that's number two on my list okay so we're close yeah um so uh, you'll notice the song, uh, you notice a theme with some of these higher ones is that they include the word triumph or triumphant. I mean, so I guess Christians love to just like be on top of stuff, just be like boom. <laughs> so, <laughs> euphemism? I, I guess. Yeah, no. Joyful all ye nations rise, join the triumph of the skies. It's good yeah. lyrics right there. It is. They don't, they don't write stuff like that anymore. No. No. Okay, so uh, that's number three. Number two is O Come All Ye Faithful. Nice. Do you know this one? I do, yeah. Yeah. Um, what can I say about this? Um, again, triumphant. O Come All Ye Faithful, joyful and... Triumphant. Triumphant, yeah. And O Come All Ye Faithful has this kind of clever device in the chorus where you repeat the same thing three times. That's kind of boring, but... Uh, it, any good musician has that, you know, the build. So you start kind of quiet. Oh, come let us adore him. And then the second time, you know, louder, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, come let us adore him. And then third time, you just go nuts. Right? So are you including you yourself in this good in this good musician category? <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't go that far. But then the last time, you know, you're just going ape. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, come at us, adore him. And you just go nuts, and it's great. It's, it sounds like Christmas. It's wonderful. All right. So we're, we're to number one. We are. You know, you know which one it is? I, the, the only appropriate choice for this is Oh, Holy Night. Oh, my gosh. No. What? No, no, no. Oh, Holy Night is... Um, oh, Holy Night is an extremely difficult song to sing. It's beautiful. But if you're going to start singing Oh Holy Night, you got to start down here. You're like, Oh Holy Night, the stars are brightly shining. Because at the end, you want to be able to sing it with like blow, without blowing a head gasket. It's so hard to sing. And it's kind of long. You know, it's, Oh Holy Night's kind of lethargic. I'm not buying Oh Holy Night. See, I don't re I'm not much in the way of singing. I kind of more more mouth the words with just a little bit of sound. <laughs> so I don't really that care works. about the um the lyrical, you know, up and downs. It's it's all the about the, the sound for me. So Sure. Okay. Number 1, 
is without a doubt joy to the world. Okay, that's that's a good choice too. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Let earth receive her king. Boom. It's great. It's that is the for me that says Christmas. Like you're you're singing a Christmas song that you want to be Christmas. It's joy to the world, right? Mm-hmm. That's it for me. All right. That's number one. That's the best Christmas song. Um, all right. You're ready to go to the bottom. Let's go to the bottom. Okay. Here we go. Down to plumb the depths. Christmas <laughs> crap. Number three is going to be controversial, and that is Silent Night. I knew you were going to go there. You're just Silent a massive hipster. I, I don't like Silent Night because it's it's draggy. It's kind of slow. It's, it's, it's depressing. It's, it's like a, little, a dirge. It's kind of played at this point, too. Yeah. A yeah. little bit. Yeah. And are we going to fact check any of these? Like, let's fact check. Silent Night. Maybe it's silent. Holy Night. Sure. For sure. All is calm. Maybe not. That Probably would be, not. That'd be is the she, first time. Yeah. She's giving birth. Have you ever heard a quiet birth? <laughs> not personally, no. Okay. That's what I'm saying. You know, there's there's a lot of loudness. All is bright. It's it's nighttime, you know. Round young virgin, mother and child, holy infant, so tender and mild. I don't know what you know, that means. Maybe, maybe sleep in heavenly peace. Uh, I don't know about you, but when I had my first kid, I wasn't doing a lot of sleeping. Right, no, you're kind of up with either. the kid. Me either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Silent Night, I'm not buying. I'm not liking it that much. All right, all right. Number two is kind of along the same theme. And that is away in a manger. Yeah, I agree. It's kind of draggy. And also, I mean, are we fact checking this one as well? I mean, no crying he makes. I mean, come on. What kind of incarnational theological argument is that? It seems it's hard not. to believe. I agree. Yeah. No crying he makes. BS. Okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> the worst Christmas song or Christmas hymn is, do you have a guess? I don't. Is... Go tell it on a mountain. Go tell it on the mountain. Are you familiar with this song? Yeah. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. First of all, which mountain are we talking about? Like, all the Christmas songs, we're talking mangers, we're talking, you know, the stable, and now we're, like, on some mountain? Maybe like, it's a mountain? metaphorical mountain. To, like, what? <laughs> Twitter? Is it, like, the mountain, go tell it on Twitter? I think you could you make know, parallels. Facebook, make a Facebook post about not, Christmas. Not Facebook. Let's not be ridiculous. <laughs> like it totally changes the scene. Like there's stars and angels and mages. Now I'm on, I'm on some mountain. It's like Game of Thrones, like the mountain or something. I don't know what's going on. And it's kind of trite. You know, all these songs, like especially the, the other, the old ones that I talked about, you know, have this real kind of um, melodic depth to them, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot going on. Go tell it on the mouse. It's like, it's trite. It's bad. Don't sing Go Tell It on the Mountain. And, you know, churches always got to be like, oh, last song, got to sing Go Tell It on the Mountain. No, you don't. <laughs> no, you don't. Pick a different one. You don't need to sing Go Tell It on the Mountain last on Christmas morning to end your service. Pick something else. That's power rankings. So we got we got to get into a few other things before we get off the Christmas song topic. How do you feel about the Trans Siberian Orchestra? I had a, a go back and forth, and Hookslide was involved. We were talking about Christmas music. Um, are you are you big into them? Because they're they're quite popular. Okay, I, let me. I got a confession to make. Mm-hmm. When Trans Siberian Orchestra kind of first introduced itself. I was kind of I was kind of hip on it, like oh that's cool, but this is kind of like one of the things I regret, like papyrus font. When that when I first saw that, I was like, that's classy, I want that. But now I look back on it, I'm like, what was I thinking? It's not that cool. That's kind of how I feel about Trans Siberian Orchestra. I actually couldn't agree more. I I didn't bring up the the papyrus thing, but that's that's actually <laughs> a very apt analogy. So I mean, I don't actively dislike it but i think it's kind of become passe a little bit 
Yeah, yeah, I, I I agree. I didn't have the the fancy words, the the French words to to describe uh-huh. like you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I made this point on Twitter, and I will say it for all the listeners: Andy Williams, he is the goat when it comes to making Christmas music. His "It's the Most Wonderful Time of the Year" is without a doubt the greatest of all time. Um, Christmas song, not not the hymn, the Christmas songs. Yeah. That is that is Christmas in a in, as you, as you said for several of the the hymns. That's Christmas in a song. You know, I, I talk okay. about the like you know the peppermint coffees being Christmas in a cup. Well, that's Christmas <laughs> Christmas on a record. Do you feel like advertising has destroyed a lot of these good Christmas songs? Because advertisements. The TV ads, you hear these songs all the time, and they're always trying to sell you something. Definitely. And it's always the modern, upbeat, like, this is what you should like in Christmas music song. Yeah. We were actually watching the the Charlie Brown Christmas um, special. And I don't know when it came out, but a big theme in that is the commercialization of Christmas. I'm like, oh, (laughs) Chuck, if you knew what was to come, oh, man, you you wouldn't be happy there, buddy. Yeah, you know, the timeless wisdom of the Peanuts speaking to us today. And they always call him a blockhead. He's the one that's a blockhead, right? Yeah. yeah. To, to be fair, he actually is kind of a blockhead. Like, I know that, that they're <laughs> bullying him when they say it, but it's not not true. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any more Christmas hot takes? Um, let's see. I, I wrote <laughs> I wrote down some t- some topic. Um, Christmas movies of uh, Christmas movie of choice. Ah, Home Alone for me i watched nice. it with my kids uh that was the first their first time seeing it like a couple weeks ago and it was it was pure nostalgia for me because that was right in my wheelhouse of when it was popular i was the right age for that nice and i had just good memories of it and it was it's kind of a a good movie for me i like home alone better home alone one or two <laughs> for sure one really? of the other wasn't there two? Oh, because two was like lost in New York, right? Oh yeah, two. two and that was with Trump. Was he sees Trump in the lobby, right? Yeah, Trump tells him how to get to the like the hotel main desk. Jeez, oh, you didn't see That's... Hillary doing that? No, no, he's he was <laughs> making Macaulay great again. <laughs> no, if you if you haven't seen two recently, you have to go back and watch that, especially with your okay. kids. There, all of the great lines from because after two, it just turns into straight you know hashtag poop emoji um but is there a third one yeah it's i think it's like kind of more modern oh is it two where he has the the talk boy the recorder yeah oh yeah i should watch it again yeah definitely there's all of the great lines like wow what a hole um are in that yeah (laughs) you have to go back we actually just watched that either last night or the (laughs) night before Nice. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to check that one out too. How do, oh, aside from the concept of the money doing good for people, how do you feel about bell ringers? Uh, I got to tell you, like in the age of inflation, like dropping some change in there, you got you to add up a lot of change to do some good for the Salvation Army, right? Yeah. Isn't there more effective ways to get money from people? I feel like some kind of online approach or whatever, but just bringing bells and hoping people dump in pocket change. That's a tough way to accumulate a lot of money, isn't it? You certainly would think so. Man. I was, I was going into Walmart to, to Christmas shop for Whitney the other day. And so I'm like trying to come into the side. Cause you know, you know me, I don't, I don't really want to talk to somebody. I don't have to. <laughs> and the, the bell ringer essentially like, steps directly at me you know how like in football the running back sometimes will like run right at the linebacker because it's hard to you know tackle when they're coming he essentially does that to me i have to like (laughs) sidestep him swim move around his his red thing to get away from him yeah yeah i was almost accosted by him um the reggie white like swim moves was that uh, who did it yeah and and the uh what's javon curse i think the yeah 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 football uh, last topic <laughs> before we get to our living nativity uh eggnog pro or pro or against oh yeah i'm definitely pro eggnog oh, yeah. now um I, you got to be kind of a man about it and and do the real eggnog like with an egg in it oh no i i haven't had you that, like the, that sounds awful you, you like the faux eggnog that you just like buy in a in a carton from the grocery store yes how else would you get food or or beverage <laughs> purchase it right yep yeah. okay no i like i like eggnog um 
so we have a, kind of my big extended family and my mom will buy it and only me and my sister will have some eggnog but she buys it just for like so and you can't drink like a glass of it right you just have like a some because it's got the viscosity of pudding you know i like to cut my eggnog with some milk you know you can go half and half that seems fair yeah where do you stand on eggnog? I, I like I like eggnog. Like you say, you you want it in a very small amount, maybe a couple times, but a very yeah. small amount. Right. All right. That's... It's like cranberry sauce for Thanksgiving. Oh, I want it like oh. annually, once, and then that's enough. I want it never, never, <laughs> ever. And I think right. I think I think Twitter would have my back on this one. All right. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcastianos. All right. Are you ready to move on to our, our last Christmas game for the night? Yeah. What do you uh, got? I tasked us both with coming up with a casting a living nativity. Um, you know how some churches do this, I think. I'm told. <laughs> sure. Um, so you have the various players from the, the original Christmas story. Um, and we were tasked with casting that from people in the Tigers universe. Yeah, I found this. You sent this to me, and I found this kind of challenging. I got some. I got some blanks. So we'll see once how this goes. That's fine. I, I have some answers for all of them. Some are oh, good. Good. Some are not. All right. Okay. Let's start with the angel. Um, you can go first. Uh, angel Kate Upton. <laughs> Maybe. I think. I, don't know. I think that's uh, fitting and. Apropos, um, I I pictured the scene, you know, when the the angels coming to the shepherds. There's like a lot of little angels, um, all with the face of Donnie Kelly. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Donnie Kelly would work. There's got to be like an on hell baseball player that I'm not thinking of. Pagan with this, you're right, Angel Pagan. I don't think he he's never played for us, but no, close enough. All right, all right. Um, that's so Donnie, Donnie and Kate, they're the angels. Um, <laughs> the shepherds, uh, I took Zach Shepard, oh. our third baseman oh. minor leaguer from Australia. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was gonna say, I came up with a crew of shepherds. Um, Andy Dirks, obviously. Um, Buck Farmer. I, I'm not super familiar, but I'm pretty sure shepherding is farm work, correct? Yeah, yeah. Blaine has a certain shepherd look to him. Like you give him sure. the staff and the head stuff, I think he would fit right in. <laughs> give him the head stuff. <laughs> and uh Futeni. Why why is he a shepherd? <laughs> I wanted to squeeze him in because we haven't talked about him in a while. And Shepherd was the most obvious okay. position for him. I got one other take on the shepherds, and that is celebrity fans. Celebrity fans. You don't you don't see them all year, but then when something amazing happens, when it's really good, you see them. They show up out of nowhere. They're just there for the party. They're there for the good stuff. And then you don't hear about them again. You don't hear about the shepherds in the Bible after Christmas, and you don't hear about them before. It's just like they're there for the good stuff, not before, not after. Do we have any celebrity fans? Uh that J.K. Simmons guy, I guess. Uh, the the uh, white, white stripes singer. The white stripes guy. But I'm thinking, who's the Cubs guy? Uh, the super famous. Uh, yeah, like Bill Murray. You know. Speaking of Bill Murray, not to not to sound like an idiot in front of all twelve of our listeners, but do you get yeah. the Bill Murray thing? Um, he's become kind of a parody of himself. I th- I like that he's eccentric and he's willing to do stuff. He's he, he stars in my all-time favorite movie but i mean excuse me i don't i don't got it i don't really get it either and the fact that the hipsters love him makes me like him even less all right let's move on uh wise men there were three so yeah um do you do you have your three yeah i know the answer to this one okay the three the wise men are rosenthal jeff passan and john hyman Heyman. i mean Heyman. because i mean they have the inside knowledge they um they you know they see things ahead of time and tell the rest of us what's going on that's actually much more intelligent than what i came up with um i (laughs) i I went a little bit down that road our our good buddy chris iatt i feel like he's he's a wise man um harambe and and all of our (laughs) 
all of our amazing listeners because you have to be pretty wise to tune into this show. I would have put those three together right away. Yeah, now that you say it. Mm, yes. Okay, let's move on. The we, I put a couple um, animals on here. This is going to be difficult because, you know, they're animals and not people. Um, sure. First, camels. Um, when I thought of camels, I thought of the humps, and immediately I came to Prince Fielder and Gene Lamont. Is that okay? Yeah, you know, kind of lumpy. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. I thought of camels as something, you know, that really carries the freight for you but doesn't need a lot of attention, hmm. you know. And that would be J.D. Martinez. Okay. You know, you, you don't you don't need to, you know, feed his ego or whatever. He's just going to get up under the load of, you know, and get get some work done for you. That's good. Know. That's real good. Um, okay. <laughs> Goats. This is stupid. Okay. <laughs> Goats. Uh, scapegoat uh, Mike Avilas. Okay. I don't know. What do you have? I actually went the exact same direction. I came up with many over the years. Um, Big Pelf, obviously. Rayburn, yeah. though he, in, in, yeah. in many people's opinion, was actually quite a good player, including mine. Uh, Danny Worth, Adam sure. Everett. Apparently, I just took a bunch of utility middle infielders. Just the yeah. bullpen, just in general. But sure. specifically, Daniel Schlereth and Ryan Perry. Yep. And I went with the actual GOAT, uh, the greatest of all time, and that, of course, would be Johnny Kane. So, <clears throat> How's it going for getting him on the uh, podcast, bud? It is not going, what you would say, <laughs> good. Um, okay, I, keep on it. I have keep a direct message out to him. He has yet to respond. So we'll see. We'll see. Time yep. Only time will tell whether Johnny Kane makes an appearance. It, you'll get him. Just a matter of time. I should probably so, send, send him another. I did. I just sent him the one. I said, you know, we're big fans. We we talk about you all the time. Maybe that was my problem. Yeah, send him a Christmas card or something. I don't have his address. Can you can he do that on? The, oh, like you Twitter? don't have his address? Uh huh. <laughs> Who are you trying to convince? Okay, <laughs> let's move on to the sheep. Um, do you have any sheep? Uh, Cardinals fans? Oh. I don't know. Um, I I don't know a lot about sheep, but I know that they like bleat. Like, ah, you know, <laughs> so for okay. that, that purpose, I took uh, Jim Price and Tiger's Twitter. Yeah. All right. Kind of noisy. Yeah. Um, and travel in a pack travel that that they definitely do. OK, so now we have the uh, the the first party, your Mary, Joseph and and baby Jesus. Um, I'll, I'll start with Mary. Some similarities and some differences. I took Kate here. Oh, OK, sure. Yeah. You... I couldn't come up with anybody for Mary. I have no idea. Yeah, there there are not a ton of um, of women kind of in the yeah. Tigers. Uh, Blaine Hardy, um, his wife wrote a piece for Bless You Boys, so that sure, was a, yeah. an option. Yeah, um, advocating. Yeah, that's good. Or or Emily. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, Joseph. Uh, Joseph is a totally forgotten in the Christmas narrative. You never really see him. You know, you don't you don't think about him too much. He's he's David Pauly. Oh, good one. I took Sean Casey because he kind of made it happen, you know? Yeah. <laughs> that was a deep reach. I could have, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Go ahead. Jesus, uh, Mike Trout. <laughs> Everybody loves Mike Trout. That's true. Um, I took the one that has been foretold about, the chosen child, and that, of course, is is Joe Jimenez. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Prophesied. Um, oh boy. So I do have a short story of things that I saw on the side of the road while running. Are you ready for this? Yeah, tell. Okay, so um, I spent the better part of November in the state of Florida. My parents have a place near the, the race spring training facility. And there's this long stretch of road that's kind of just out this highway. Um, it's a four-lane divided highway, but there's kind of like wetlands on both sides. So, you know. That's Florida. The yeah. wildlife grows. Well, I was running on the, the sidewalk next to it, and a wild pig or as some would say, a boar, um, came out of the brush and just kind of eyeballed me up. I wow. um, I don't know if these things are dangerous because, you know, I live in, in Michigan. I haven't seen one of these things. So I kind of just keep running, keep an eye on it, like, please don't charge me. Please don't charge me. Um, yeah. And I got by him. And then, I you know, I came back the same direction. He was gone. So yeah. ho hopefully a gator got him or, or something. Yeah. Well, you did better than Robert Baratheon. So that's good. That that's... is a reference that means absolutely <laughs> nothing to me. It's for all the Game of Thrones fan out there. Oh. He was he was killed by a boar. So. Oh, so apparently they are dangerous. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm sure it like stared you to the in the face with big yellow eyes and was you know imposing and really threatening, and you scared it off with your masculinity. Yeah, that's almost exactly how it happened. At least is how I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. I like. Um, okay, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On the Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. And we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on the iTunes SoundCloud or however else you listen to the show. Um, Eric, do you have anything else to say to the people before we take another um, short hibernation? Uh, which holiday is your favorite? You get to choose from Roy, Matt, or Brian. Oh, um gotta be brian right gotta be brian yeah only one of those has has visible nipples at all times (laughs) i don't think you're thinking of brian holiday i think you're thinking of um, brian pena you have the wrong brian (laughs) sorry brian they're both catchers they're both catchers that's true (laughs) um merry christmas and happy holidays to quote the great justin timberlake to all of you um and i hope that we will uh catch you guys in the new year and we're not too awfully far from from getting back into it are you getting excited Mm, not uh, yeah it's a ways away Um, i got a lot of snow to shovel before i think about spring training i think that's very true um with that we will catch you guys in the future and eat them up, tigers. Eat them up. Goodbye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 